a Pulp MX Network production. Welcome to the Fly Racing Steve Mathis Show presented by Maxis Tires and Alpine Stars Protects on RacerXOnline.com. your continued support of our sponsors we have surpassed 1,000 podcasts delivered with over 7 million downloads click that amazon banner on pole mx to help us out and donate via patreon if it suits you and as always enrich your moto lifestyle by working with the sponsors who support us Original Moto Podcast, featuring legends of the past, stars of today, season previews and race reviews, introspection, opinion, facts, and laughs. Here's your host, Steve Mathis. And now, as promised, on the uh, Fly Racing Racer X podcast, presented by Alpine Stars and Maxis. Thanks to those guys for uh, stepping up and. Uh, it's the 450 Supercross preview show. On the line with me to uh, talk about what we think is going to happen in 2019 uh, this Supercross season. First up from Fly Racing, uh, former Montreal Supercross winner, German Supercross champion, Jason Thomas. What's up, JT? Not too much. Ready to get this thing going again. It seems like how many years in a row have we done this preview pod? It's been a lot, but uh, ready for more. Also on the line uh, from Racer X magazine, The Voice of the motocross series, Jason Wygant. Yeah! What's up, Weege? The voice of the motocross series. Yep. Summer series. Voice of, voice of the motocross series. Lucas Oil Pro Motocross Championship coming your way in May. Uh, we, yeah, we, how many years have we done this, Wygant, this podcast? Boy, let's see. I know we started the very first race review podcast we did after Anaheim 1 of 2011. It was with Ping, me, you, and Ping. Yep. JT was uh, still an active participant in the races at that time. So I would have to imagine we ended up doing them all of 2011, so we must have done one at the end of that year to preview 12, right? I would think so, yeah. Yeah. Um, of course, we've got the award-winning preview videos that we shot at, uh, at Pro Circuit. Um, so some of the things we say in here will be duplicated. Whoa. Wow. Wow. We're off to a flying start. What the hell was that? JT? It wasn't me. It's got to be Weege. Uh, it must have been me. Oh. I don't know. Oh, great. Every- I'm leaving that in. I don't care. I'm leaving that in, everybody. <laughs> yeah, um, run it. Run it. So, uh, yeah, it, uh, so some of those things we say in this show – could uh, be the same as what we saw, said in those Racer X videos. Some things could be different. We could have learned some things since then. We could have uh, had changed our minds a little bit on some things that we said in those videos. So, uh, yeah, it'll be, uh, it'll be a good time. So, uh, the videos are doing very well. People seem to like seeing us argue. Weej? Uh, they do, and it's pretty awesome. Like, I went through, believe it or not, this sounds like suicide, but I went through all the YouTube comments this morning just to see what people are saying. Yeah, the why would goal... you do that? Why would you do that? <laughs> <laughs> well, the be- I wouldn't do it if I were you, Steve, just letting you know. Okay. It's between friends here. Don't do it if you're you. Uh, JT, you're fine. Um, 
paying, I think, is okay. What's amazing is that the goal when we do this is to get people talking amongst themselves about the riders. Like, we don't want it to just turn into a I hate Mathis or I hate Weege. We want it to turn into I like Anderson, I like Tomac, I like Sealy, I like Rod. Like, that's the real goal, get people pumped on this season. And a lot of that is there, so I'm happy. What is funny, though, is, like, we spent, I think, eight minutes in the first show talking about, like, Anderson's consistency. And then, like, the first comment is, like, these dudes don't even give Anderson credit for being consistent. And I'm like, we just did. We yeah. just did it for eight yeah. minutes. Yeah. So it's like any other thing on the Internet. Um, you're only going to see it through your own particular slant. Um, I feel like we could not have covered more sides of the what's better, being fast or being consistent. I mean, we covered that, all sides of it, the highs and lows of both, as balanced and as fair across the board as we could. But – that's what makes us so intriguing this year. It does. Like, that's the battle. Yeah. Yeah, it really is, right? Consistency yep. winner to the speed win. What wins? Yep, yep. absolutely. Um, that is true. So, a couple things when regards to Supercross. Uh, Triple Crowns are back. Just three. I would have liked to have seen a couple more, JT. And uh, also, too, uh, the length of the mains are all the same. We found out. They're all 12 minutes. Yeah, I, I really expected the triple crown thing to expand and, and i still believe it will long term uh who knows what happened behind closed doors if they you know proposed more to the teams and teams you know came negatively upon that who, who knows right um but i do think long term we'll see more of those as we've talked about at length on these shows i'm a huge fan of them i think the the action is more exciting i think you get more action overall because let's face it they you now get 36 minutes of racing with all the guys out there for points paying events and uh, i just think it's i think it's a win across all platforms i know it's tough on the teams and the riders to do three 12 minute races but come on guys it's not that hard if if you've ever been to a european supercross you've done it plenty of times i think it's cool that they allowed the two bike thing i think that will alleviate some of the team problem as as far as getting the bike prepared to go back out again well explain that explain that for people Right. Well, you know, in the past, once you tech your motorcycle, that's the bike you basically have to race the rest of the night. Um, if you broke a frame or something, they would allow you to change it, but you wouldn't have time anyway, so it, it kind of is irrelevant. Now you'll be allowed to tech two motorcycles, and you will be allowed to use the secondary motorcycle if needed, uh, similar to like a Motocross of Nations event where, uh, like, say, Justin Barsha in the mud after the first moto, he they just set that bike aside and raced the second motorcycle in the second event. If that's what the teams chose to do, that would be open to them this year. So, in theory, uh, they could have two bikes ready to go and just, you know, if they race one, then switch, then the other team uh, members could be working on the other motorcycle during the break and then have the the first motorcycle ready for the third main event and vice versa. So, I think they're trying to do everything they can to make this more viable for more events moving forward. Uh, So, like I said, I'm all for it. It's... uh what was the first main last year, Weege? Eight minutes? It was six at round one, and then it was eight for round two of the Triple Crown? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Um, then it went... Uh, yeah. Oh, so the difference here is the last main actually ends up being shorter this way, correct? Right. Yeah. Yep. 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 It's about the same. Yep. I think it was eight, twelve, fifteen. So it's 35 minutes versus 36 now. So it's really about the same amount of racing. Oh, I, I would have thought it would be a bit more, but okay, anyways. Um, the, uh, the the first main was, was too short. It's too short. It's too important to be that short you know what i mean and uh, so I, it's a good change yeah absolutely 12 minutes seems to be a sweet spot is it is it though i don't i i'm not arguing with you i think it's debatable though because you 
you want the variance, right? I think that's one of the great parts of the Triple Crown is uh, some of the guys that you wouldn't necessarily peg as a podium contender, like uh, Vince Freezy. I'll choose him because he's a great starter, and we don't think he's going to be on the podium. But in eight minutes, maybe. You know, we've seen him run near the front in heat races. Uh, so I think that was a cool aspect of it. But I don't think for 12 minutes, you know, 12 minutes could be uh, four to five more laps in most cases. That's a lot more racing to have to have somebody stay at the front. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I just think it's too important to be that short. It, it was over in a blink of, the, of an eye, it seemed like. But, yeah, I mean, whatever. I can understand yeah, the other side. So. I'm not, I'm not um, one right But, or yeah, wrong. Tri- triple crowns are back, which are great. Um, Nashville and Denver added to the series. Both good additions, if you ask me. Um, Tampa is gone. Salt Lake City is gone. Thank God. I, I thought Salt Lake City was not a very good race. For, for, I thought it was awesome. Yeah, no. Um I worry, though, about the Denver and Nashville weather. Uh, we're talking about April, and both of those cities are notoriously uh, all over the place for weather in April. Um, I just, I think they're great. That's great additions, great cities. But, man, if, if these go sideways, we could be like, you know, full face palm. I've never yeah. heard Nashville being notorious for weather. I've never uh, heard well, that in April, term. one of my coworkers uh, said all it does in April is rain in Tennessee. So wow. there you go. He's right. from well, there. Seattle also is. I mean, you, if you want to talk about rain, what are you going to do? Seattle will be probably a mutter, you know? Yeah. I'm just telling oh. you from someone who's from there, They the first thing they saw when they saw Nashville in April, they oh. said, uh-oh, that's a problem. Well, so we'll see. I, I mean, like, time will, you know, yeah. time will tell. I like both. I like both the changes, Weege, for the cities. Detroit back into. Yeah, I'm just surprised that Tampa was one and done. Um, they really tried hard on that, and we know that that's the home of Feld. They they work not too far from Tampa, so I thought you'd see a couple year run. But there's a million different variances that we don't even know about when it comes to these, like yep. the stadium even being available or how much rent is. Yep. It's not just count the amount of people you think are in the stands, and that's how you know. Yeah, travel, if you've been successful. Travel, rent, um, yeah, yep. availability, yep. so much, so much to do. What, the Florida what, ones and JT, I know this is near and dear to you. The Florida races, no matter where they try, they never end up being smash hits. Strange. Yeah, you know, I think there's there's a lot of a lot to that. Um, you know, I don't think that motorcycle participation as a whole in Florida is all that great. When you look at other areas of the country, I just think people ride motorcycles recreationally much more commonly in other areas of the country. Um, Living in Idaho for the past six years, that's been readily apparent for me. And then also the weather. You know, a lot of the the success I think Supercross has in the winter is that you get a captive audience. There literally is nothing else to do in those cities at that time because the weather is so bad. So, yeah, I get to go watch a Supercross, and it's, you know, 70 degrees inside. I'm in, right? Where Florida, that's the most beautiful time of the year weather-wise, and there's endless things to do other than go watch Supercross. Uh, so I, I think they battle that on a lot of fronts. And I was surprised it went too, just because of Feld being there and everything else. But uh, good changes all around. TV package, uh, yes. Sports going to NBCSN, um, where the Nationals are and where a lot of motorsports are. NBC's uh, definitely cornering that a little bit. They did lose F1, but um, they are trying to get that. It'll be interesting. The as a fan, if you don't go to any races, Weege, the package is a little worse year one than it was on Fox. Well, yeah, there's not as many live races, and I think one or two is not even uh, delayed by yeah. hours, but it's on the next day. Um, so that's going to get people mad. My theory on that is, I mean, dude, this has to be a record for how late 
that this deal came together. Now, it didn't come together as late as it looks on the outside. Like, I think we all knew about this maybe October, September, um, that it was going to happen, but it didn't actually get announced and, I guess, really buttoned up until, wow. geez, two the, weeks ago? You had to, like, there was obviously major issues going on behind the scenes yes. for everybody yes. on whatever side, right? Right. Now, our world is Supercross and Motocross-centric, so we're just assuming, okay, sign the deal, put Supercross on every Saturday night. I'm assuming that there was probably, dude, uh, those time slots are gone. Like, we don't, we're not figuring out our Saturday night programming three weeks in advance. It could have been done nine months in advance or a year in advance. So I think part of the problem is that it just came together late, and it'll be a lot better um, next year. But the conspiracy theorists believe they're purposely not putting them on live to force people to buy the NBC Sports Gold thing. I, I don't believe that because, again, to just expect them to get 17 Saturdays cleared out three weeks in advance or even three months in advance is a lot. So um, whatever, NBC Sports Gold is good. I haven't ever heard complaints about it. Yeah. It, it, um, it was, but it does cost money. It does. It, and, and for you, each that hurts. Well, here's the thing. This is what everybody said they wanted. Um, just, you know, I'll pay. Just give it to me wherever I want live all the time. Yep. And that's cool. But the world's going to be in trouble in 10 years when everybody realizes that's what I asked for. And now that I've got 20 of these packages, I'm not actually saving money by cutting the cord. Yeah. But that's what everybody thinks they want. Yeah, yeah, good point, right? Eventually, all the cord cutters will be like, wait, my bill is more. You know? Yeah. That that, that, that could be. Yeah, pick four or five of these sports. You know, now you're up to five, six hundred bucks. Your cable bill before was probably, you know, maybe a hundred a month, maybe not quite. So you're looking at a thousand dollars. And that's only to get five sports. It just. If you had five of these. I've been getting a lot of. Uh, uh, complaints and you know, tweets and Instagram and DMs and whatever else. I just look. I don't make a lot of money. I do well. I, I make I make a good living, middle class. I'm a middle class guy. I just I fail to not be able to understand someone not being able to find eighty dollars. Not saying everybody, but just I I don't understand. I will never understand. And I, I said this before when people talked about, you know, not having FS1. I just, you can find the money. It's there. I, I Not for everybody. Some people have means, but I don't know, JT. I just, I, I find, if you love the sport, it's $80. I just, I, I don't know. I just, I'm sorry. Maybe call me an elitist. Call me an elitist sitting on my castle on the mountain, I guess. But I, I do not understand that. Well, I think we just made this point before that anytime you are asked to pay for something that you've previously gotten free, there's going to be a problem. I, I just think that's a general rule. But and you didn't people, bought, you didn't get it for free. You had to pay for FS1, you know, in a package, well, in a bundle, they, you know. They've forgotten that. Well, they've forgotten that over the several years that it's been on FS1, that becomes just an afterthought of, oh yeah, that's already built into the cable bill that I had to upgrade to several years ago. Now. I'm being paid to ask for something different where now I could cancel FS1 and do something else, right? So I don't know. It's it's one of those things where in most cases and from my experience, if people have any legitimate reason, whether you agree with the reason or not, if they feel it's legitimate, they're going to complain. It doesn't matter. Any walk of life, any conversation, any subject. I mean, if, if anyone's going to complain, it's Wygan. He's the cheapest human being ever, and he gets it, right? Weed, you get it. Or, or am I in my castle on the mountaintop? I think if you're that, if you're so into it that you're on the, the websites that we work for and the podcasts that we're doing right now, if you're that into it, if you're that hardcore, I don't think that $80 is a lot to ask. Um, but I do think that next year, most of the races will be back to the way they were, which is just on cable and live most of the time. 
and there won't be any complaints. It just happened to be a bad mashup of they didn't get them all live and they introduced this at the same time. If all 17 races are on TV live, you wouldn't hear a single complaint about NBC Sports Gold. Yeah, I, I, I just... I mean, even if even if the TV package next year is is better, I'm still buying the every the NBC Gold Pass to have it every every race live. Boom, there you go on the app. Watch this, right? I mean, that's just what I'm doing. I love motocross that much. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I think I mean, again, if you're that hardcore, that's not a lot to ask. Uh, yep. What's going on with the booth, Wygant? It's it's strangely silent. It, it, it's it's it's. I know we're a week away. Right, we're a week away. Nobody Maybe knows. Get a phone call. I don't know. We we kind of know. I mean, Will Christian uh, Christensen Christian Christensen Christian yeah Christian is going to be the pit reporter. We think we've heard we've heard Ralph is coming back, but it's very odd to not have an announcement. We don't know who the an- analyst is. We don't think it's going to be Jeff Emig, but like, geez. Again, with the sort of turmoil behind the scenes, makes me think there is someone again. Yeah, I don't, I don't know though. Would this traditionally be the thing that comes out in a press release? I mean, I guess it has. Well, with a new network, but with a new network, you'd be like with a new know. network. You're right, and yeah. you know what? I, they don't change the broadcast team very often, so we don't have a lot of data. But I would assume every seven or ten years when this changes, they probably have. I do remember seeing like when Cameron Steele came on or when Davey came on. You know, back in the ESPN days, press releases about it. So, so I don't know. I mean, I'm just, I'll just keep my phone on. I'm available. <laughs> I got a flight booked. I'll be out on anyway. Listen, I don't know how much you want to talk about it, but you were had to have been in the running. NBC does the motocross series. They like you. You had to have been in the running. That's all. Yeah, I think I was in the running, but I haven't gotten a call yet. So, <laughs> right, it doesn't, right. it's not looking very good. Well, welcome right to the, well, welcome to the press box, Wygant. You know, I think the most disappointed person on earth, if I ever moved to the TV booth, would be you. Absolutely, 100%. 100%. Yeah. Yes, yeah. I, w- I would. Cause now, because JT at, uh, at Supercross, folks, JT's entertaining his VIP. So, Mathis, you don't get to hang out with him as much as you'd probably like. Uh, and if I'm out, I mean, you're going to be hanging out with uh, Aaron Hansel, I think, most well, weekends. let's be honest, Weed, you don't come to very many races anyway. Oh, that's true. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're – are you going to go to Oakland this year? You're very fair weather, and by fair weather, I mean short flights. Dude, it's round four. I think I might do it. <laughs> it's been round four every year. I don't, I, know it has, five. I don't know if it has been or not. I don't know. Um, I think it's been five. It's, I, and it's I, been, it has been round five sometimes. And I guess, uh, four also. I guess, JT, we should touch on this, too. Um, after 800 years of Parts Unlimited affiliation, the Supercar Series, uh, the official gear sponsor or distributor or whatever presenting sponsor whatever that is called uh 800 years of parts unlimited you guys wps slash fly racing are taking over that spot and that is a big change man because yeah parts unlimited since eh, probably 96 actually 97 uh they've been there so uh you guys have been i've talked to max a little bit max Steffens, who's the points guy a point point man on this thing and he has been absolutely wide open uh so this is a big deal for you guys yeah, man, it's been uh, it's pretty awesome. When I first started working here, so it's been a little over six years. You know, I, it was I mentioned it like, hey, you know, because we we've been a part of the outdoor series for the last four years, and uh, that was a big deal. And I remember when I first started talking to the guys at Feld, and it wasn't I don't even think it was called Feld then, but it was uh, Dave Prater and and Todd Gendro, and and I said, hey, you know, we would love, and I was speaking for WPS as a whole, which is you know, probably I shouldn't have been doing at that time, but I would say, Hey, we would love to have a conversation one day about being more involved with Supercross. And I think at the time they kind of laughed and, and I, you know, we weren't nearly as, 
prominent in the industry as we are now, and and I don't think that that they ever considered that to be reality, um, and and we probably didn't either. But I knew that if we grew the way we wanted to, that it would become reality. And you know, slowly over time, we had longer conversations, and and it not that anything was happening, but it was like, hey, if if this ever became real, we would love to have a real talk, you know, and, and see what, and it happened really fast. Honestly, like I think they had it in their back pocket that if the opportunity arose, they would come to us and lo and behold, they did. And we moved very quickly. And and when I say we, I mean, our owner, um, Craig Shoemaker, he, he really, really wanted to do this. So yeah, for us, it's been a huge change and a lot of work. As you said, Max is uh man, he's, that's all he does. I, I, think, I feel like 24 hours a day is work on Supercross prep right now. Uh, but I'm excited. It obviously put a lot more on all of our plates, but um, it's an exciting deal that I never thought we would really get to see. We all hoped, but you always, you know, it's kind of a pipe dream back yeah. then. So. Yeah, it's going to be weird why again with cool. no parts stuff around, and it'll be WPS and fly. Definitely. Um, and this is really inside baseball talk for a lot of people who might not know the difference. But, yeah, Supercross and parts, I, I, I mean, this is what, early 90s, mid-90s? I don't I think mid-90s. I think more, more like mid, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's a long relationship. Stuff that people don't realize um, goes on and how this whole dealership thing and, and brands and stuff work. It's a big um, deal. And, and if you're a WPS dealer, we're going to be doing – us three are going to be doing a little – pre-race show every Supercross round or everyone that um, not everyone I guess there's be ones that pits are closed JT like Indy or whatever right but right. but but yeah. the, almost, for the most part yeah for the most part uh, we'll be doing a little um, little pre-race podcast so that'll be cool yeah 5 p.m. 5 p.m. Uh, it will be open to the public so oh will be we, we're huh? kind of going back and forth on that but we really want to get people around it no I don't so. want I don't want I just I don't want the public I want to do it just in front of dealers Sorry, well, you don't get to decide. Um, well, it'll be available to people to come to see, and yeah, it's just to try to get people interactive with what WPS and Fly Racing are doing. So, 5 p.m. is the plan. Um, it'll be at most races, and yeah, we're just going to do a little rundown of the day. We'll have some of the you know Fly Racing riders come over mm-hmm. and kind of recap practice. And yeah, it's just for us the big thing was we just wanted to be different and offer more than it had been out there. As you mentioned, our competitor had been doing this. You know, they had been involved for a long time, and, and good for them. They, I think they had been a great partner for Supercross, and uh, we just wanted – we didn't want to copy exactly what they did. We wanted to offer different, um, you know, activities for dealers to come see and different things to do, uh, and this was a great idea. I think it was awesome with, you know, Pulp being so intertwined with WPS and Fly. It, just, it was just a great chance to give dealers something to come over and, and entertain them because that's kind of a dead time. For anybody who's gone to Supercross, that 5 to 6.30 is really dead and there's nothing going on. So Did, uh, now there will be. The guys from Feld know I'm there? They they, they know I'm there? Like, <laughs> yeah, that was uh, that was a battle. I will say that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but in the end, you know, I think they understood that, hey, we're not going to compete. Because I think competing with SX Live that, you know, has been going on for a long time and is a great – they do a great job with, that wasn't what we wanted to do at all. Uh, we just wanted to have something when there was nothing else for spectators to do for they, give them a reason to come over and check out our activation and what we had going on. They don't, that's exactly what's going to happen. They don't really do a great job with Supercross Live. They they really don't. I I could I could make that thing a lot better. Just just FYI. Well, I know you okay. believe that, but I think I think Jim Holly and and Daniel have done a They're really fine. Good job. They're fine. There's that, that that show could be a lot better. Um did we did we did, we did did you ever get a notice that Fly WPS met our demands? I've I've not heard this, so 
I mean, are, have our demands been No, met? we should negotiate right here on the air. So uh, just like you having to pay McAdoo yeah. overseas, yeah. Like if we just negotiate this on the air, he has to say yes or he'll look like a jerk. Right, pretty much. Like, So we have you right where we need you because you've already announced it, JT. And so our demands, Wygan and I, yeah. we are coming in as a team. We are coming in hot. And yeah, I, have it. I feel like I have, I have you guys right where we want you because we've already announced it. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I want my TV rate whether I get the TV gig or not. I already spent that money. I already planned on making it. I'm sure you that's not happening. <laughs> I'm, we, hey, how, you know that, that portrait of the clown crying? Like the, the, the sad clown, right? That'll be Weege. Like TV gig and then the greater than symbol hosting a live show in the pits for 45 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> sad Weege. <laughs> I can tell you for the many, many people who were, you know, you know what makes this uh, TV thing even more interesting is that Arena Cross is now gone. Yeah. So if anyone was doing TV or involved with that, you don't even have plan B anymore. There's plan A or no plan. Um, so for a ton of different people, and now we heard uh, Lurch, the great floor announcer, who we all think does a great job, he put on Instagram today that he's not coming back. He's retiring, doesn't want to travel anymore. He's just quitting, actually. Um, he's just quitting, though. Just, no, sorry, retiring. He's just he's quitting. He's not retiring. He's not living off his savings. No, he's just quitting. Right. Okay, gosh. Um, when NFL players retire, do we do a financial study to see if they ever need to work again? They all say retired. No, we just know they're all going to be broke within five years is what. Okay, so I guess they all quit. None of them retired. Sorry. Good point. So there were many people, many moving pieces here, many emotional nights for many people, highs and lows <laughs> of how this is going to go. I'll just leave it there. Yeah, there were some people that were, you know, passing up jobs uh, because they, oh. were, they were told that they were, you know, they got, the, they got their eye on them. And then... Yeah. The eye, the eye moved. The eye was off of them. So, I, I learned a long time ago. Like you, you do get good money for these gigs, but the downside of that is this is not the typical job. There is probably no more unreliable field mm-hmm. than being in the entertainment industry. You get paid a lot of money for a short amount of work, but you can get clipped or replaced or gone at any time. There are no sure things. This is if you're in the TV business, you're not in the thirty years retire and get a gold watch. Well, Al, Michael, Al Michaels would disagree, but. Okay. He's a one percenter, no um, doubt. Well, I don't think I'm. I don't think I'm getting the analyst gig. I mean, I haven't been t- called at all. So. I feel confident in that assessment as well. Yeah, I don't think that's happening. But let's talk about some riders. All right, let's do that. Okay, so um, uh, Eli Tomac, Marvin Muskan, Jason Anderson, Kenny Roxon. Those are the title, the 2019 Supercross champion, will come from those riders. Correct, both of you. Yes. Yes, I guess. Yes, okay. So now since we did the preview show, I guess Tomac's been off the bike a week or two. I heard a back injury. Weesh, did you hear anything? No, I've just heard this kind of in this capacity that I'm hearing right now. I've not heard it directly from anyone. Is um, it confirmed? Yeah, kind of. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Um, Marv has ridden – Marv has put in one week since the Monster Cup. He uh, he had a knee problem. It kept him out of Paris and Geneva, and then he got back on the bike, and the knee problem was still there. And apparently, he had a, he needed a scope. So Marv is going to be behind the eight ball a little bit uh, coming in, and Eli might be behind the eight ball a little bit with the new bike and everything, and maybe this supposed injury. So we got Roxon and Anderson that have apparently had no issues and have been been riding well. Now I said 
Tomac is my guy, and even with this new information that really could be not information, but maybe it could be, uh, I'll still stick with Tomac uh, right now. I just He's got too many wins the last two years. It's, it's just got to happen. It has to happen. But then again, as someone brought up to me, Marty had to happen. Marty has to happen, right? And it has Come on. Come no, on. no, I'm just, I'm just saying. You can't compare Marty and Tomac. I'm just saying. I know how saying, much you want to bring Marty into everything. No, I'm just saying Marty, like going in the season, everyone's like, this is Marty's year. And he certainly has the speed and the skill. You give Marty half the wins over two seasons, and I'll, I'll go along with your crazy comparison. All right. Uh, Marty is always in the hunt, but I don't know if we ever got into a season saying, well, Marty's the fastest guy for exactly. sure. Exactly. Yeah, or he's the favorite by far. And he's going to win yeah. half the races. That's, that's Okay. Yeah. Well, anyways, yep. I, I'm staying with Tomac. I don't care about this little supposed thing with, the, with him. He, he's my guy. He's going to win. He's going to make it happen. The bike is better. You talk to anybody um, that has ridden it, it's a better bike. I just – maybe that'll do it. There'll probably be some teething problems, of course. But I just – yeah, Weege, he's my guy. He's got to make it happen, and he will this year. Well, to bring it back to where we were 15 minutes ago, that is the question for this whole – thing um anderson is not getting a lot of credit or sorry he's getting credit but he's not getting the full credit of being champion because he didn't win the most races last year right. he never beat tomac straight up um and it's just the total fire and ice thing that all motorsports not just supercross break down to what is the more noble way should the fastest guy that wins the most races be the champ or is the person who's most consistent but isn't necessarily the fastest is that your champion now the, the check says champion the number one plate says champion, there's no doubt. But, I mean, if you polled the fans right now, it would be like a 50-50 split. It, it, you're definitely not going to get 100%. Oh, Anderson's the man. No doubt. You know, there are definitely people saying what you're saying about Tomac. I'm going to, maybe just to make this a good debate, I'm going to go the other direction. I'm seeing more evidence of dudes getting hurt and Anderson continually not being one of them. He has continually not gotten hurt his whole year and his whole time in 450 Supercross. Uh, I don't think that's a coincidence. I don't think it's just luck. And I'll take my chances on him being, you know, 90% as good as everyone 17 times a year, as opposed to Tomac being 100% unbeatable, you know, 15 times, which has been the way the math has worked out the last two years. JT? I'm with you on Tomac. If, and I will put an asterisk on, if he comes into Anaheim, I'm not even going to say uninjured. I'm going to say able to ride. If, even if he's been off the bike for a couple of weeks, but he can still race normally, I'll go with Tomac. If this is something that's going to linger on and he can't practice and he's just trying to show up on Saturdays, eh, I'm going to lean back towards Anderson because I think Anderson's in a good place as far as health, and, and I think he's motivated because everyone's kind of counting him out. On, I don't know why, but I, I think he feels that way. So I'm reserving judgment a little bit, which I know is shocking for everyone yeah but yeah. if if tomac comes in healthy i'll go with tomac again he, he's been my pick all along for this uh 2019 season so that's the only caveat is if he's if he is legitimately hurt and not able to really ride hard then i think that changes everything yeah i just i think he'll. i mean we would have heard something if it was more serious than what you know a little tweak you know what i mean um i i feel i feel like we would have heard yeah, something. no i, I yeah. agree but we just don't know that's the whole thing right. we don't really have um to go. he's he's the best guy he is. Just drop the gate and have him race, and he's better than all those guys. I, I, I just that's the bottom line. I mean, look at the wins he's got, right? But there's always these things. Why well, can't with Eli? 
Eli's going to Eli, man. And uh, he's I, certainly. I know, man. That's yeah. what makes it tough. Like, I'm not cutting Eli down. Like, to say that he's the fastest rider, I'm not even disagreeing with that. Like, that's a heck of an accolade to say you're the best guy. You're the best rider in Supercross. I don't, I don't even know if Anderson would argue. I mean, he's been racing Tomac his whole life. How many times has Anderson straight up just blew Tomac's doors off? It doesn't happen very often. So I think everybody would agree with that. It is a bizarre situation that you can't just stamp it. It would be very difficult. Maybe you want to stamp it, but it's um, very difficult I mean, to stamp Tomac. Okay, the last guy we would have had like Eli Tomac was Damon Bradshaw, right? I'm, I'm that, it's that far back. Yeah, yeah, right? exactly. I mean, you're going 30 like, years. Right. You're going like, 30 years. To look at an all-timer, a Mount Rushmore type of rider who's so erratic, <laughs> it's got to be Bradshaw. I mean, does it, does it take him off the board, though, since he's gotten two back-to-back outdoor titles in a row? I feel like maybe that eradicates that. But it's even, a whole lot better than Bradshaw, for sure. Yeah. I mean, Bradshaw has one 125 East title, but we're still talking Supercross. And I know, I know. I'm just saying the, the yeah. two outdoor back-to-back titles – changes the narrative a bit i think yes i agree hold on you guys talk my dog just brought in a bag of marshmallows from outside so you guys keep talking i gotta gotta take it from him i'd eat them i mean it's free uh what makes tomac more puzzling though than even bradshaw like bradshaw will totally did wear and does still wear to this day he's like yeah i rode over my head i didn't ever want to finish second if it was win or crash every time that was his mojo that's how he motivated himself that was the way he operated tomac and you said it yourself, JT, you sum it up so well. He's the best rider, and then all of a sudden he just isn't all of a sudden. Like, Anaheim won. That crash didn't make any sense. But you get one mulligan. But, dude, what was – I can't even remember. What race was that? Was that Indy where he was coming through the pack, wadded it up, took a lap, literally one lap to get going. Then once he got going, he was going super fast again. We have had multiple examples of this per season. It's not just one big crash. It's like two or three head scratchers per year. That's not to say that it's, it could end. I mean, it could easily end this year, and he could get it all right. I, no one will be surprised at all. But it's puzzling because it's Bradshaw pretty much said, I'm going to win or crash. It <laughs> yeah. doesn't seem to be Tomac's style, but it does happen anyway. Well, yep. look at the weirdo races that Tomac's had. Okay, A1, he should have won. He was the fastest guy. He crashes. Then he has some sort of apparel malfunction, it seemed. Then the shoulder was obviously hurting during the race as well, and, and I wonder if he had hit his head in that incident as well because he was just acting strange. Then Houston, he can't race. Then San Diego, he pulls off on the second lap, I think, and goes back to the truck, another DNF. Uh, you go back to 2017 and the weirdo race in East Rutherford where he crashes while we leading and then just kind of rides around. Like, I'm not going to say rides around because he still got top 10, but it wasn't anywhere near what we expected. He was not on the pace. So, yeah, you never really know what to expect. Um, you know, it, there, then there's other races, uh, Seattle and Salt Lake from 2017 where he w- came through the pack and just destroyed everyone you know, from wherever he needed to come from, you know. So you always expect that fire from him, you know, and and that's what I expected in East Rutherford in 2017, but he didn't have it. So you begin to wonder if he even knows why. Like, can he pinpoint the reasons, you know, when he rides well, when he rides poor, when he crashes and he comes back versus when he doesn't? Uh, Outdoors, we saw him at, you know, at will. He could go four seconds a lap faster than the rest of the field, but I don't know that he knew – why he was able to, or it was a conscious decision to turn that speed on. 
it's it's really strange. I, I don't know. All I would, right, I would uh, be curious in his, in his head if he understood it as well. I don't think he does. Yeah, I don't think he knows, right? Um, because that's part of being like an all-timer, like figuring that out, JT. Like maybe being that, able to u- utilize y- that yeah, you want. Being able to be like, hey, I don't have it. I'm going to take the second. Or you know, or whatever it is that causes Eli to be up and down, because uh, you would assume Dunge and Villapoto and, and RC and MC all had those days, also. You know, and you know. Anyways, um, hey, so let's move on a little bit. We're, we're got a lot, lot to cover. Uh, Roxon is the wild card for me. Roxon is the wild card. Uh, probably not back to his pre-injury level, but certainly could be better this year. Um, or he could just not have it. Uh, and be able to get it all back. But one thing I think for sure, JT, is he's going to win a race or two or three this year. I think he gets the race wins. Yeah, I think so, too. I mean, you look at how close he was last year with – I mean, he's nowhere near as prepared as he is this year just from talking to several people in his camp. uh, They are pretty confident with where he's at. I just think it's a a matter of when, not if. You know, uh, you flash forward – last year to this year and you put him in those same situations i think houston's probably a win i think oakland's definitely a win and that's you know just in the month of january Mm -hmm. for for 2019 so um you know he could be the wild card for this championship you know with the question marks around eli you know marv hasn't ridden a whole lot um anderson's going to be good we i think we we all agree on that but roxon is the one who let's not forget two short years ago he was dominant in this in this series for a couple weeks so I think he's enjoying the low-key entrance to the series. You know, he doesn't have a lot of pressure, I don't think, unless Honda's putting pressure on him, but I don't see that from the outside. I think he's one that, you know, we're not talking about a ton. We're talking about, you know, those other three, but he could come out of, you know, he come out of here leaving January with a points lead, and we'd all look foolish for not talking about him more. Um, yeah, Weech, he's, he's just, he's going to be the wild card, right? I mean, don't you feel we just really don't know what we're going to see from him? I think I don't think it's actually that mysterious. That was stupid, what he did with Cooper Webb last year. If it were not for that one stupid move, and I specify it as one stupid move because the previous races he was really trying hard to be within himself, not try to win too quickly, don't blow it, and you're coming back from injury, be consistent. And I think he would have done that all year, and he would have been fine, and he would have been good, and he would have won races, and he probably would have been in title contention and his other arm wouldn't be messed up, all for that one move, I don't think there'd be any question marks at all. From what we saw until that incident with Cooper Webb, there was really nothing to worry about with Roxon. He was doing fine. So I'm not really – I don't think he's that much of a wild card. Uh, I just think it's crazy to say, oh, well, he's going to smoke these dudes and win the title, stamp it. But I don't see any reason to think that he's not going to be really good. I'm crazy to pick him having not won a race in two years as your championship favorite. But – I'm, I'm not worried about him struggling um, at all. And if he did win the title this year, we'd probably look back and say, yeah, well, yeah, I guess that was possible. It, it's a little bit of a question mark. I get that. But I don't think he's going to struggle at all. He's going to be really good. He was really good last year, and he was in way worse condition coming in, I would think. You know what's funny? Um, is He doesn't have as many Supercross wins as one would guess. What is his record? Nine? Is it nine? Is it seven? Is it only like nine or ten? No, it's definitely not what you think. Okay, yeah. You definitely would think, I think, people would think he, does, he has more than what he really does. And he's always told me outdoors is better for him. He's always told me that. Um, 
Marf, what I do worry about, as you mentioned that outdoor thing, what I do worry about is, you know, people have dissected these huge crashes that he's had. Not the web thing, but the Monster Cup crash first time he was on a Honda, and then the big crash in Anaheim. Atlanta. Too, a few months later. Atlanta. Atlanta, yeah. yeah. I, I do wonder sometimes, Kenny is so talented, we do just assume that he's a technician out there, but you're right. Supercross, he didn't grow up riding Supercross, and I do wonder sometimes if some of the instincts, over-jumping, under-jumping, little stuff like that, are just always bound to catch up with him. Uh, here and there. Mm-hmm. He rides so well, you forget. You know, if Jeffrey Hurlings came over and tried Supercross, or Tim Geyser tried it at a Monster Cup, the whole time everybody was like, ooh, don't crash. Yeah. We never fear that with Kenny because he just looks so natural at it. But yeah, it's um, harder than it seems. So Marv has gotten second three series in a row? Four series in yeah. a row? Eight series in a row? I don't even know. But Mar- <laughs> Mar- Marv's gotten second a lot. Um, but this this sounds weech, like it will take him a bit to get up to speed this what what he's been dealing with this offseason and it hasn't been anything big but just you know a knee issue uh it's odd that i think last year for sure marv was getting more chatter not just because of the injury but dude not only was he not injured last offseason right he was rolling he won the million of the monster cup he looked awesome at paris and geneva um so yeah i didn't hear a lot of marv chatter already before the injury yeah. for whatever reason yeah. Um, just the way the hype goes. You have to hype up Anderson. He's a champ. You have to hype up Tomac. He wins half the races. There was no reason right now. We haven't seen Marvin winning a race since, I think, what, Unadilla in August? So mm-hmm. he's just not quite on the hype meter. Um, I'm not – I don't know. I don't know if this knee injury is that big a thing. Yeah, we'll see. Um, yeah. You guys, I was just looking at over some results. When, before we move away from Roxon really quickly, 15 and 17, leading A1 – was there any doubt in your mind who was probably going to win the title in those years? For me, no. no. Uh, Roxon nope. was so dominant, uh, and it hasn't worked. So for him to come out and dominate A1, I don't think is really out of the question. When you look at Tomac's question marks, Marv's question marks, Anderson will be good. He could very easily. He could mm-hmm. win this thing super easily. So that's um, something I was thinking yeah. about. And Anderson, we maybe even haven't devoted enough time to him on this podcast. You know? Uh, yeah, I don't know. He'll be good. He'll he'll be solid. I don't think Anderson will step it up to a new level, but uh, he's very dungy like in that he's just there. Like starts are good, starts Roger in shape, Roger uh, able to you know come through the pack with no problem, Roger that. Like he's dungy ish, although a, a totally different guy on the bike riding style, but he's just. He's really he doesn't have a weakness that I can think of. Like we got we got we got we talked weakness with Marv is whoops of course, weakness with Roxon is injury and time off. Weakness with Tomac is is erraticness, erraticy, erraticy, erraticness. I don't know. Um, but what's what's Anderson's weakness? JT, what's his weakness? Right? Like, uh, I don't really think he has one. <laughs> right. I mean, right. Last year, you know, take Detroit out of the picture when he had that front wheel problem, and it's even more. Yeah. You know, the, the points leader was even bigger. So, yep. yeah, I don't know. The only weakness he has is will he win enough races to, you know, handle Tomac? I think that's the biggest question. If if he wins this title, he will have to win several races because I, I think it's a given if Tomac's healthy, he's going to win a lot. Um, and that's, that's been the case for two years in a row. This will be the third. But I think that's, that's the question yep. these guys have to ask themselves is can I win enough? to overcome Eli's, you know, wins that he's going to rack up. Mm-hmm. Maybe emotions might be a weakness, Weege, with Anderson. Like getting involved in his 
petty battles ish. I don't know. Yeah, but he does a pretty good job of winning most of those. Like he does. Yeah, he does, the crazy right. thing of getting DQ'd bad. That that you can't get DQ'd if you want to win a title. But all these other rivalries he's had on the track, he always gets the other dude, and he always starts it and ends it. Yeah. And yeah. they never. I mean, yes. And I know the team told him that last year. You gotta you gotta have friends out there if you want to win the title. But I didn't. It didn't seem like he was yeah. going out of his way to be friends with Celia and Baggett like no. any different. <laughs> And didn't matter. From what I so. hear, from what I hear, his team has been telling him a lot of that. Like, dude, stop it, stop it, stop taking dudes out in practice, stop being, you know. Have we ever seen him come out on the bad end of it, though? That's what I'm saying. I don't think he needs to. Well, the freeze, the freeze yeah. thing, because he because yeah. he went down and he got DQ'd, and he hit, like, yeah. he hit a like KJSC a, kid. He nailed it. When he in, <laughs> when he initiates this, has he ever come out on the bad end of it? Because I don't think so. The freezy thing, I don't no. think he even he even thought it was coming or freezy meant to or whatever. But he always comes out on the plus side, and, yeah. and I know we just spoken of this with Baggett. Like he just has Baggett's number for whatever reason. But he's obviously very good at this. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't think it's a problem. His emotions might get the better of him, but it never ends up costing him. And he's already proven it. He already won the title once, so. He can handle it. Uh, all right, let's take a commercial break here on the show. Uh, listen to this commercial from the folks at Race Tech. Just save with them. And uh, Pulpamex 18 is a code, but it might be 19 by the time you hear this. I don't know, but try, try it anyways. Uh, thanks to Fly Racing, flyracing.com, uh, for, for everything you, you need for your head-to-toe body. And now the official presenting sponsor of Supercross. Is, is it presenting, JT? What, what is it? Is it? It's Yeah, I think so, but it's... Okay. Uh, it's Monsters title. Exclusive distribution and exclusive apparel. Okay, all right. Um, yeah, so listen, okay. listen to this commercial. We'll be right back after this to uh, talk about the rookies uh, and Chad Reed and much more. Race tech suspension and engines, people. Pulpamex 18 is the code to save. Breaking through the limitations of OEM designs, Race tech specializing in high performance suspension, parts, service, and setups, modifying stock suspension components to perform at the highest level. Discover why more top privateers trust Race Tech, guys like the HEP Suzuki team, and many more in the pits use Race Tech for their suspension and engines mods. Pulpamex 18, you can save using the code. Please check them out, racetech.com. Do it. Maxxis Tires. From your bike to your truck and almost everything with wheels in between, Maxxis Tires will have you hooking up, pulling the whole shot, and beating your competition. One of the world's most trusted tire brands, Maxxis delivers high-quality tire products that perform no matter what the terrain or conditions. If you don't believe me, just ask the king, Jeremy McGrath. And we're back. Fly Racing. Racer X Podcast presented by Maxis and Alpine Stars. Thanks to those companies for coming on board. Thank you uh, for listening, JT and Weege. We got a we're forty four minutes in and we have we got a lot to cover. So, um, I want to ask about sleepers, by the way. So get your sleepers, uh, surprises, disappointments, that kind of stuff. Uh, all right, so Plessinger, Osborne, Hill, and uh, Savachi have all been grouped together. Weege, you just group these guys together. You group them on emails. You group them on, on 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 Basecamp. You group them in stories. You're just very big about grouping these guys together. Um, well, uh, yeah, we can't do uh, those preview videos. Uh, we can't. We don't want to do an hour and twenty five minute video. So we got to figure out how to slice it somehow. So thank you for all these guys moving up in one year to make my compartmentalizing the riders easy. Thank you. Y- yep. Um, 
Osborne, talk about injury a little bit. Osborne had one, uh, had an issue uh, on a step on, step off, and uh, stepped off the motorcycle. Had to take a little bit of time off, but he's back on the bike. But he's uh, he's my guy. Uh, I'm impressed. You, everyone watch those videos and, and, and Pulp MX show and everything. Uh, I just, it's it's... I'm not saying he's going to win the title or anything else, but man, he looked good. He looks like the real deal, and uh, I'm I'm on Osborne's bandwagon you, right now. Are you backing off that at all? Because of this, of the 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 injury or the the crash yeah. or whatever. Um, yep. Nah, I mean maybe he starts a little slow or whatever. It wasn't a big one. I talked to him a little bit about it. So, um, yeah, I just I just he looks the real deal, man. He's he's you know he's older. He's he's in shape. He knows what he's doing. He won't lose his head out there. Uh, he looked good in, in Europe. And uh, Weech, I'm Team Wacko, clearly. Yeah, you're, you've been spraying him with a pump ever since you watched him ride in Geneva. Just um, spraying There are some him. that are going to say you're spraying him with a pump just because he's your guy. No, and no, 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 I would not. No, I mean, some are saying that. I know that you're basing it on the eye test, what you saw unbiased, his riding in Geneva. That's when you started going insane on this. Well, and that's timeline. To be fair, yeah. Weege, I agree with you because when I made the weighing the wood comment, yes. he was all over me, just yelling at me. Yes. Like I'm an idiot. Yep. Yeah. Yep. 100%. Um, yes. You were not all in on Zacho at one point in this offseason. Right. Then you went to Geneva and the switch flipped. He flipped the switch. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and let's try to get every every podcast saying in this conversation while we can. Flip the switch, yeah. spring the pump, um, <laughs> laying wood. Uh, laying wood. Laying wood. Uh, no, I mean, look, uh, who was the first one that called out Stu when it wasn't going right? It was me. me. I, you know, so. Me. I said he was never racing again. No, no, no. I'm talking about in Paris. Um, I, I, I just, so, yeah, I, I just call it like I see it. That's that's how I do it. That's that's my thing, and I, I believe in Osborne. Uh, Plessinger's had a little bit of a, a rough uh, offseason, but, he's you know, he'd be fine. Um, and Hill will be Hill, and Savachi almost won the damn Monster Cup. So uh, go ahead, Weech. Take them, take them all. Okay, yeah, let's uh, roll through the compartmentalization of rookies. Hill is going to do some crazy stuff. He's going to do some amazing stuff. Um, I have no idea how many times. Um, I think the real question is when he doesn't get a start and he isn't on a track where he's got something figured out that no one else can do, what is he going to give you on that night? Now, this is a tricky track, and he starts third or second or first. Like, the sky's the limit. And on the preview show they had on NBC over the weekend, he said the goal is wins, three, four, five wins, which, I mean, that seems insane for a rookie when you're going up against guys like Tomac and Anderson and Roxton and Marvin. I don't think four wins is in the cards, but winning a race on the right night, um, mm-hmm. I, I actually don't think that's crazy, but I, I don't a lot either. of people probably will be shocked J- when it happens. JT, that's not crazy, I don't think. Can he win a race? That's, that is not crazy talk. It's not crazy talk. I think uh, I think all the rookies have a shot. I really do. Yeah. I don't. I don't think it, they will. I mean, I I think all of them winning is crazy talk. But I think they all have a chance. I mean, Savachi to me would have been the one like, eh. But look how good he was at Monster Cup. He was amazing at Monster Cup. So can, can we best rookie class we've had in a long time? Can we keep track of the stories about Hill from the JGR guys? Because I, I all year long. I mean, I've we've we get some good ones. Like they're trying to get him to focus, trying to get him to show up on time. His his uh, Look, bro, they got their they got their hands full trying to get fork settings figured out for Chad. They got Chad <laughs> on the team now. They're gonna be very very busy changing uh, forks in between every practice. I don't know if they can even pay attention. Right, right. So, um, 
put him in order. Put him in order of, of yeah. season points. Uh, I would keep going with Osborne first. I think JT and I were both saying that, and JT, you can jump in there. Oh, I think it points-wise. Oh, oh, we actually Osborne. did this. Yeah. But, no, put him yeah, in order, though. Put him put, – never fine. mind. Yeah. What place they're going to get? No, just who be two. Overall. If Zach goes healthy and able to ride normal in January, which I, I don't know. I'm going – Steve knows more than I do, but I'm, we're going to assume the best for this. I think that's the only way we can go about it. Uh, I will say Zacho, Plessinger, Savachi Hill. And I have no yep. evidence to back any of that up. No, of course not. That's why, you know, JT, you, you really got to put your balls down on the handlebars more I did. when it comes to these podcasts. I did. I, I, I agree. That is that is the order they will finish, but Hill might got, get a win where the other three do not. But Hill will still finish be, behind them in points. Uh, so What I do think will be interesting is if Hill comes out and, and comes out like gangbusters and to see the how does that that dynamic work in the JGR truck with Reed and Hill and the team and everybody because I think Chad always views himself as the alpha dog in any situation. So that will be fun to watch. Regarding maybe Chad comes out and, and wins everything and then you don't even, we don't have anything to talk about. But I think Hill has a a real chance to turn some heads at, at certain rounds. Yeah, but I think Hill's got the attitude where he is not going to care that Chad thinks he's the alpha dog or or try to. I don't think Hill will be. You know, there's always that chip and the egos. I don't think Hill's got that in the sense of like I'm going to show. Even if Hill is working Chad every weekend, I don't see Justin being the type of guy to be be like. Hey, I'm the guy. I think he'll, he'll just be like, cool, man. Cool. That's Chad Reed. You're right. No, That's I mean, Chad the, the Reed, team like, attention, you know, the who they're testing with more, who they're, yeah. you know what I mean? All that kind of happens. Like the team has, they focus their attention on one guy in most cases, you know, whoever's doing better. Right. Maybe, maybe not. Um, maybe it's, maybe right. that doesn't happen at all. I just think it'll be interesting to watch. All right, Weege, put him in order. Points. Yeah, we'll go uh, Osborne, Sabachi, Plessinger, Hill, and points. Okay. All right. Yeah. I'm basically waiting that on what I think you'll have consistency wise. Right. Um, I might be. I might be the exact opposite on uh, who will be fastest or have the best race. But um, it, I know Savachi's had some tip overs here and there. But I also don't think you're going to see the massive um, yard sales that you see from a lot of rookies. I, it is funny for a two-time champion and as dominant as as Plessinger was. It's it's hype is low, right? Don't you guys feel? I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe maybe I've been. Well, yeah, I think you're right, but I think there's a couple reasons. A, there's multiple guys moving up. Like when Webb moved up two years ago, he was the only guy moving up. True. So it was easy. True. Yep. Um, the second thing is, and I'm amazed. Again, I went through all these YouTube comments, and you know that's really really get your best info, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Several people were like, I don't understand. He only had one good year in the 250s. Why did he move up early? Even Osborne had two good ones, and it has been proven. The longer you can run that string out in the 250s, the better off it ends up being. Um, maybe he's a year early. Uh, he could have stayed in the 250s. He didn't. So I think that's another maybe little caveat where it's like, hmm, yeah. what if he had dominated two years in the 250s? Right. Would he be that much more ready? Well, Marty's going to dominate when he finally moves up. <laughs> he might win every race, the rest of the races he ever competes in. There's that profile photo of Marty, like pro circuit photo with the smoke and everything and all that. Yeah. yeah, he looks he looks ready. <laughs> he looks ready. We're gonna do a 250 show, by the way, people. Uh, I don't know later on. So well, there'll be plenty of Marty talk in there, I would assume. Uh, all right, the next group of guys that we kind of touch on: Barsha, Baggett, 22, Seeley, 
celebrating Cooper Webb. It's my next group of guys I have written down. Um, was there a race winner in there? Realistically, not can they, because they can. These guys are incredible athletes. Is there is there a race winner in there? I think so. Triple crown stuff opens it up to me. I think there is a race winner in there. Maybe celebrating. Maybe another celebrating. What do you think, Weech? I, I think you have to put Barsha at the top of the, if anyone's going to win a race, who's the best odds out of that group? I, I, I think it's only fair to make it Barsha. Yeah, I know Brayton won one last year, and I was very excited personally. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yes. But I, I don't think this. I don't think it's fair to say that Brayton's at a level above Barsha. No, but the triple crowns. Um, yeah. tri- triple crowns. What is Justin's? What are his finishes of those triple crowns? If it, I was he's actually always good in those triple crowns, he is. If I was he's some kind of journalist, that. I would have pulled out his three overalls. But I swear he was top three. Yeah. I, well, I think he won the first um, whatever they were calling it race. Now I, th- I think we decided on gangbangs. First gangbang. Yeah. Really? Okay. Yeah, I think, I think we decided on calling them that. <laughs> okay. Uh, maybe this is why I will not be in the TV booth and I will instead be. <laughs> that in the beer. <laughs> uh, no, but, but we, we couldn't find a name. Heats and sprints and. Yeah. So the, someone. The multiple mains. I don't know if that's possible. Someone, so someone just said, call them gangbangs. I'm like, oh, that's not yeah. bad. Uh, with Barsha, <laughs> he has to be above. I'm moving on from that term. Okay. You put that um, on your entry form for the, you know, like A2 entry form that you send in. I'm, I'm here for the gangbang. <laughs> <laughs> Entering. Entering. I, is really good, and um, he did get a win at the end of the year last year in the Nationals. I know it was a mutter, but we all know how it works. He kind of, like, need to get to that top of the mountain. It's a 1-1, but it was in the mud. It doesn't matter. He won a race. So he can finally feel like I got it all. I got my ride back. I'm a factory dude again. I'm pumped on the team, and now I've won a race. So I think it's going to help him quite a bit this year. Barsha mm-hmm. winning a race shouldn't be a surprise at all. The only thing that makes it tough for him or any of the guys on this list is we know the math. You usually only get four to five race winners a yep. year. Yep. We've already talked about Tomac, Roxon, Marvin, and Anderson. Not a lot of room left. Um, but Barsha has to be at the top of the list of who else uh, would get a win. I think you're right. I think I would put him uh, slightly ahead of Brayton to me. And, uh, and Blake Baggett and uh, Chad Reed, JT, are question marks. Yeah, I think they're they're both in a really good place though. They've both been healthy. They've both been training the whole off season. They're both are on teams that, you know, that I feel they're comfortable with, if that makes sense. Um I think they're both in the best situation they've been in in a long time. So yes, question marks on how they're gonna do, but you've gotta like their situation. Um Yeah, yeah, for them. They're settled, right? The bike is figured out for Baggett. That was an issue last year. Yep. Bike is figured out. He's got the brace on the frame that you know that is great for Supercross. And then Chad, of course, uh, healthy, you know, um, uh, in shape, and, and been riding the same bike all off season. So yeah, I think this is their best. Both of them have the best situation coming in that they have in a, in several years because Blake's been off and on with injury. He didn't like the bike last year. Chad, you know, mm-hmm. realistically probably shouldn't have been out there even at A1 last year. So, yeah, uh, I yep. I feel good about both of their prospective chances. What do you think, Weege? Uh, 2-2? I think the 2-2 gets a podium somewhere. Everyone loses their mind. <laughs> and he gets a podium somewhere. And, and, he, and, he, and he's good. He's good. I, I, don't, I don't know if he wins races and leads laps and things like that but he, this 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 2019 supercross season for the 2-2 I think is a redemption on like hey he's not that bad as he was last year 
He'll definitely be better than last year. Last year was was really bad in many ways, no doubt. But I'm I'm going to be on the hold, not the buy or sell on. He's going to be really good. Like I just have to see it. And I know Reed has proven to us a million and millions and millions of times. Don't count him out. Don't even mention how old he is. It doesn't matter. But now we're a year and a half since his last really good race. I think he was actually doing well. You know, he's riding well in the weirdo bunch-up race at the end of 2017. Although everybody was. There were five guys that could have won that, shockingly, late in the race. I don't know why. Um, just everybody stepped up that night, I guess. But, I mean, 2017, he'll blame it on the bike. It wasn't awesome. Um, so you're just looking at a lot of distance between the last time we've actually seen Reed be one of the elite guys. Like, oh, he's not going to be. A, he's not going to be an elite guy, Weech. He's not. No, I don't mean. I don't mean Roxon or Tomac level. But I'm just saying, as these fields are so deep that even riding well nets eighth place. And Chad Reed doesn't go back from races getting eighth, pumping his fists, and neither would we. So, I just need some proof to know that he's better than a seventh or eighth place guy. That's actually really good. No, dude. I think he's a seventh. Chad Reed's head. He doesn't want to get seventh or eighth. I don't care what he thinks in his head. He's a seventh or eighth place guy, and and to me, to me, to me, that's fine. That's that's okay. I'm with you on seventh to eighth. I'm with you on seventh to eighth all all day long. I want to see proof. He, I'm sure, believes he'll do better. Oh yeah, 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 of course. I'll be glad to be wrong. JT, he's a seventh or eighth place guy. Stamp that. Uh, I should probably not go on record saying anything (laughs) about what he's going to do or not do because it'll. People will think I'm biased or whatever. Well, he's got a terrific uh, VIP program. I mean, let's, <laughs> yeah. let's, thank you. I, I know I do. I appreciate yeah. that. He's a seventh or eighth place guy. Stamp that all day. In my mind, I mean, I don't know. I, I guess we all. Yeah, have... yeah. I'm not expecting Chad to go out there and get twelfth every weekend. No, but no. If Chad here seventh to eighth, he would be like, "You guys are idiots." Do you really think he would? Yep. Th- do you really think he would still oh, yeah. be like that? Still? Yep. Yes. Today? Yep. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Well, and. He has been in this position before and has proven the 7th and 8th place thing wrong before also. But he didn't do that much the last couple of times we see last couple of seasons. So mm-hmm. maybe now he really is a 7th and 8th place guy. Or maybe once again he will prove everyone wrong. Maybe. But right now I'm right with you, Steve. I think 7th yep. and 8th place guy, which should be good. But I'm sure he doesn't think so. <laughs> well, maybe not, but that's... Oh, dude, for sure. Dude. He would be disgusted to hear he's eighth place guy. <laughs> well, he is going to be disgusted a lot of nights in 2019, <laughs> and I think that's fine. But I do think he grabs a podium. Do we think he? Do we think he grabs a podium, JT? Yes. I think it's unlikely. But if we know anything about Chad Reed, he loves to make the unlikely thing happen. I'll go 55-45 that he grabs a podium. I would say it's less than 50% chance okay. just because of the depth and how many four, four new guys mm-hmm. that are all going to be in there too. But I just know better than to say it's not going to happen. That guy lives to prove people wrong. That's just okay. what he does. It's who he is as a person. Um, Bro, half the field's going to be hurt by like round 11, <laughs> and then he's going to pull a whole shot, yep. and it's going to be a gnarly track, and people are going to be crashing, and he's going to just know exactly what to do to put in 21 perfect minutes, and next thing you know, he's going to finish third, and we're going to be like, yep. Yep. That is the map right there, the blueprint. Yeah. On paper, it's a hard no, but that's just not what Chad Reed does in life. That's um, not how he rolls. Um, Cooper Webb and Mookie. Go. JT, go. Mookie will be better, but I think he's still Mookie. Uh, he'll have flashes and crashes, as you like to say. 
Um, I think the fitness will be better, which will help him. Uh, I just hope he can get good starts because I think he makes racing super exciting because he is willing to take chances when other guys sometimes aren't. But I don't think it's going to be some breakout year where it's multiple podiums and running. You know, I, I no, just, no, I think, no. I think he's no. still Mookie. I just hope that at the 15-minute mark, it's not a Mookie tips over every single time type deal. Which t- that's kind of what it's been in the past. I'll tell you what. I would be. He's in shape. He's lost weight, 100. Mm-hmm. percent I've saw, yep. saw him, talked to him. Um, but these last, I mean, Geneva and and in Italy just went terrible for him. Not his fault, you know. But yeah. I just wonder how much of that sort of lingering would bug him going into the season you know um and cooper webb wygant is interesting guy we'll see how that goes this is it though for coop this is a big year for him this is gonna this is gonna show us where his place is and it's not nothing to be ashamed of of being a top 10 guy there's nothing wrong with that it's an amazing feat to be that guy that's not where he wants to be that's not where ktm thinks he can be uh he's with alden baker of course and we're gonna see this year in my mind, which way Coop, Coop's going to go? Yeah, this is one of the rare ones where I cannot make any sort of prediction at all. Like, I have no idea. There are so many reasons why this should be good. There's so many reasons. But at the same time, I think the word we keep using is you cannot guarantee it. He should be good. Like, we know what talent he has. This program, this team, blah, 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 it's proven itself. Year three is usually when the riders really start to figure out the 450 class. There's so many reasons why it should be good. But even with that, I feel like I'd be crazy to be like, stamp it. Webb is going to be winning races this year. He should be right there with Marvin. He should be as good, et cetera, et cetera. Guys that he was considered at the same level just three years ago. I mean, when he and Moosecam were on 250s, they were essentially equal. And Webb was like six years younger. So there was no way you thought that he wouldn't even be at uh, Marvin's level three years later. But, that's where we're at. I, I cannot predict this at all. It's so strange. I, I, can we come up with a parallel for this situation? I can think of nothing that's like this. I, I can. Okay. Hot sauce. Tedesco. Hot sauce came in with three titles mm-hmm. in two years. Yep. yep. Hot sauce came in with a big deal from Suzuki. Hot sauce came in with some good finishes. And in the end, injuries and whatever else sort of held Ivan back from, you know, being an elite guy. He was that next group of guys. He was, you know, the Tim Ferry guy and Michael Byrne and these type of guys. And nothing wrong with my, Ivan's career. He made a shit ton of money, and he's a good dude, but I, I, there's a lot of parallels to Ivan Tedesco. Oh, that's, that doesn't bode well for Webb because you're right. Now I see a position where I'm like, oh, yeah, this has not just worked out in the past. It just hasn't. But, like, but by, by, working, out, by working out, though, we mean yeah. titles. Not Let's not, yeah, let's not. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah. Right, right. Like you said, he made a lot of money, and he was on a lot of factory teams, and all the riders in the pits have huge respect for Ivan. He's really, really well-beloved, for sure. They have huge respect for him. But he doesn't even have one 450 Supergross win. Um, I don't think anyone thought that that could potentially be in the cards for Webb, but I guess you're right. You just drew a parallel there. That's a scary thought. Um. Seeley, Cole Seeley, JT, where are you at with Cole Seeley? I think he'll do well. I think he's going to ride really well. He's coming off a huge injury, as we know. Uh, I think for him to come out and put in some top fives and be relevant in January would be a, a big goal to meet. Um, I, you know, even he said he was super nervous first gate drop in, in Geneva. So I think he will work through some nerves in January as well. You know, under that stage again. 
But, uh, man, the guy's so talented, and he's on great equipment. So I think he's going to get good starts and put himself in good spots. Now, let's not forget, you know, A2, Triple Crown, he should have, could have, would have won that event. So I think he'll be, I think he'll be fine. You know, I don't think he's going to win races. I, I don't believe that after the injury. But I think he will be top five and, and sneaky good. Uh, what do you think, Weech? Yeah, just like with Roxon, I'm really not too worried about Sealy. I think he'll be similar to Cole Sealy in the past. Um, I don't yep. think the injury is going to be that bad. Maybe a few rounds in, like JT's saying. But um, I'm not counting multiple wins, but um, Sealy leading laps and getting podiums like he's done in the past. Um, wouldn't be surprised at that one bit. Don't you, don't you feel that 21 minutes hurts Cole? And I know Cole's in shape. I'm not saying that. I don't see him getting overly tired. But we have seen a tendency in the last few laps for guys like Jason Anderson and these guys to really take advantage of him at the end. I just feel that rule change really hurt his chances to win races. He definitely led a lot of races to, and seemed to have wins coming his way and then not get them. Yeah. For sure. Multiple wins. Yeah. Multiple wins. Yeah. Um, yep. All right. Uh, Dino, Freeze, Bowers, Bogle. My next group of guys, Dino, of course, full privateer, Rockstar Husky, or Rockstar support on a Husky, so he's not changing much up from there. He's going to be wearing O'Neill gear again like he was before. Um, I mean, Bowers, too. Bowers is going to be on Kawasaki with support from those guys. Bowers is just, you know, hoping that something happens and he can get on that team. Back on Cowie, I would think, factory team. And Dino is open to anything. And, and I, I 100% think Dean will jump into a factory team on some bike at some point. Hey, Dino's deal, does that allow that? I mean, I know Rockstar is really stepping up to help him. Can he just ditch those guys? Or is he I would put together a good program for a privateer, but he's got less wiggle room to move? He specifically told me that he hopes to be an injury fill-in. So. Okay. Yeah, Even, I, think, I, think his, I think his best chance is to fill in on his previous team. I think it's going to be tough to go elsewhere. Okay. All my, right. my personal opinion. Um, yeah. yeah. Just depends how much they're giving him or whatever, right? Um, yeah, and don't forget you have Josh Grant too, who I think he's already played this game. He's staying unhitched to anything or anyone. Yeah, it's, probably it's, for that very reason. I would. Josh yeah. isn't racing, right? Like, I, I think feel I feel like we would have heard something. Yeah, I think you're right. I think he's gonna. He, dude, he's already done this. Works out twice, I think. Yeah, absolutely. Don't even bother. Right. Wait for the phone call. Uh, Freeze will yep. be good again. Freeze has really stepped up, and uh, he bought me a real nice dinner in Geneva. So I'm now Team Freeze. Oh, it's just like just how we uh, I'm now adapting things like how Weech works. Um, Good. So Bow- Bogle is what Weech that team didn't seem to be able to pull together. I'm I'm, I'm shocked and surprised. Didn't work. <laughs> I'm I'm amazed. Uh, yes, at one point I was being told that this team Phoenix would um, completely shake the foundation of this industry, mm-hmm. and uh, people that doubted uh, the team would be sorry. That would be me, by the way. Yeah, I would be okay. sorry. Yeah, yep. you were one of the doubters. Yep. You are one of the doubters. Yep. And uh, your sorry. doubts have been confirmed. Are you sorry? Do you feel are you, sorry? Are you sorry? Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry for guys that, you know, thought they had jobs and rides and all of that, but uh, okay. <laughs> the, 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 the absolute tire fire that is that program could be seen for miles. And, and and you just need to, t- to remove yourself from any biases to see the tire fire. It was easy to see. It was easy to talk to people that have been around for a long time. Um, so, so I think Bogle now is, yeah, he's got his own truck. I think it might – I don't know. I mean, they're, they're scrambling to get this thing done. I think at one point they were maybe looking into, and this might have happened by now, kind of what Reed had last year. Okay. 
um, he'll be kind of a program like that. He'll be on a Honda, though, right? Yeah, he's on a Honda, yep. and um, you know they don't have a Geico Honda 450 team anymore. But he does know the people over there, so I think they're helping him get some suspension and stuff. Good. Yeah. But uh, I mean, dude, we're talking like three weeks to whip together something, yeah. and I would imagine also hoping, help me out, somebody. I'll be here fill in. Yep. But I don't have God. to do this all myself 17 times. Listen, I don't want to. This is another topic for another show, and I don't want to rain on everybody's parade, old negative Nancy that I am. You're always trying to talk about the negative stuff, Mathis. You're always talking about negative. That's all I get. That's all I get from people who don't who criticize me. But good God, like when your plan is a hail mary of an injury fill-in, and there's six of them, JT, six guys that are hoping for injury. Like what the yeah. f? Like come on, like, uh, like you know. I think I think Bogle's I think Bogle's plans are going to get better sooner than later. I like his chances for uh, for success here moving forward. Oh, okay. All right. Then we already know what's going to happen. All right. Okay. Um, I'm just it's 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 well, I, probably by the time this comes out because I don't know where we're putting this. When are we putting this out, Weege? Uh, ASAP. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, there's then, one rider who we're suspiciously not um not talking about. We're not talking about which um, was going to be my sleeper, but I don't know if I'm allowed to say he's my sleeper because now I know he's not. Right, right. No, wait, I don't. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Nobody knows what you know or don't know. Um, but you know what I mean, yeah. though? Like, let's talk about, like, that's not good for the sport. We have some guys that are literally just basing their programs on hoping to fill in. There's not enough rides for these dudes. Well, look, you did the right job as a journalist to not buy into the hype on this Phoenix Racing thing. You, you try to be unbiased, which is good. But I will speak for you here to say we're not rooting for teams to not get sponsors and not put riders out on the racetrack. Like, that is not good. Like, we don't want that to be the case. Of course not. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah, you have an obligation to say if you don't think it's going to happen, you have to say you don't think it's going to happen. But that sucks, dude. There's nothing that depresses people more than good riders not having rides. That's, what, that's the point. Like, yeah. That's what I do not yeah. understand is, you know. But, but um, yep. JGR doesn't have a title sponsor, everybody. JGR does not have a title sponsor. That's Dada. Yeah, Dada, exactly. <laughs> Dada's pockets. It's just scary, man. I, that depresses me more than anything, I think, recently. Hearing that those guys can't pull it off, you know? Um, yeah. Their bike, yeah. The bike that you know everyone would make fun of for all having all the sponsors of the world on their bike, and they can't get one. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, so anyways, uh, okay, so we got that going on. Uh, oh, uh, A-Ray, Seven Deuce Deuce, and Chiz on the HEP team. Chiz is going to Chiz. Chiz is going to chiss. When you look at all these guys in the main event at A1, and there's going to be some guys that miss out, Chiz will be there. There will be number 11 there. Has he been riding enough, though? That would be my question. Chiz is going to chiss. That's not an answer. He'll be there. Okay. Uh, A-Ray, A- we'll see how A-Ray does. Uh, he certainly broke out last year a little bit. Um, you know, made a huge step forward. So, um, is he going to ram it? Are you are you predicting a ramming? I gotta, I gotta get away from that ramming thing. I feel like that's just <laughs> I gotta break away from that thing. I've had certainly many things and many things I've said have been really cool and and have continued on, but maybe that one needs to die. Um, and and the number and the number ninety seven, the nine seven of adamantic nap. <laughs> I can't even say that with a straight face. <laughs> the Thor Racing Suzuki ninety seven. We'll be out there. I don't know who it is. I won't recognize him, but he'll be there. Uh, Matt Bichelia also, cycle trader team. Can I get some hot takes on 
Matty B? Cycle Trader? No? no? Dude, that guy. I, I don't feel like questioning it. <laughs> the injuries are unbelievable. Like, yeah. Dude. Yeah. Can um, you believe? I mean, dude, Bichelia, like four years ago, it was like Bichelia, Plessinger, you know, those guys. Like they were coming out of amateur. I don't know about that. I, I would back down on that while I get. Okay, I wouldn't say the same, okay. but he was in their group. He was in their group. Mm-hmm. He was in the group. He had a guy okay. go on well, a factory you, ride. You would know get, more than I would, yeah, when it comes to that. Didn't he get, like, fifth outdoors, like, his second year or something, like fifth in points or something? Really? Seventh in points. Oh, okay. Yeah, he was always consistent. Like, it's just some of the peers that he was around to think now. Um, I'll give you an example. The crazy who is this Shane McElrath guy uh, year when McElrath, like, broke out in the amateurs. The guys he was battling for the wins were Webb and Bichelia. And he's like, they're factory riders. How can he possibly compete with these two? All right. McArath and Bichelia. Same year. All the Red Bull series back then were Bichelia based. Same, uh, correct? Yep. Same thing with Covington. I'm just going to be with Pro Circuit next year, so I don't even care about this race. Yeah, there was a little bit of that going on with a lot of guys. Right. Um, but my point is, Bichelia, wow, what a fall from grace. Right. Wow. Um, all right. Um, are you guys with me on Chiz, though? Chiz going to Chiz? 450? Like, oh, Chiz going to Chiz. Chiz will be, Chiz, but I'm. I don't think he's been riding for very long, and he was out a long time. That's all I worry about. At some point, Chiz is going to Chiz, but dude, I don't know. There'll be all these dudes online, twenty-two guys on the line at anyone, and there's always that weirdo guy, and it'll be Chiz. I don't think he would be the weirdo guy, though. You can't have national number eleven and be the weirdo guy. No one's going to talk about him. I think like Tevin Tapia being on there, <laughs> thinking that well, that was flat. That's the weirdo guy. <laughs> that was certainly weird. But Paul Bemex fantasy. Everyone's going to play it. Everyone sign up, by the way. Um, I mean, what's what's Chiz's pick percentage? Under five. Right. And he'll be in the main event. That's my point. Could be. Could be. Um, it's okay. Gonna be tough. A1's going to be tough, man. Dude. The, the, no, it's, it's really deep for the first race. It, it won't last long like that right, for the first right. race. We were talk- I was talking about this with another rider the other day. He shall go nameless, but he may or may not rhyme with Schmack Schmosborn. Isn't it crazy? Like, okay, we love the uh, Weege loves uh, uh, NASCAR and JT. You and I love football, and ho- I love hockey, and all this. Uh, we follow all these big, big time sports. It is absolutely insane in our sport that there's millions of dollars put in to a rider, to a marketing campaign, to a commercial, to a racing effort. And is it fifty fifty that they make it through twenty nine races, or is it less? Oh, it's less. It's less, right? I said oh, yeah. 50-50, and this rider, who shall go nameless, said it's less. And and that is simply insane in our sport. When you think about, like, that's probably a good chance Tom Brady isn't going to play all 16 games. Right? Like, that... Well, the problem yeah, is, it's it's, just, I don't think the injury rate is worse than football. It's just the rider is considered the entire team. Like, yeah. it probably is 50-50 of each team's starting quarterback playing all 17 games. But when the starting quarterback gets hurt, yeah. the team continues to play. They just have a different quarterback. Yeah. Here it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. if right. Tomac gets hurt, it's like, like you said Dude. last year, as soon as Tomac missed round two, you're like, all this work Cali did is done. It's done. 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 Eight days. Eight days. <laughs> flushed. It, it's insane that our sport is like that, man. It's just, uh, it's, it's all what yeah. we love, though. It's what we do. I mean, JT, you raced it for 100 years, so you know. But it's just... Like, hey, we're here, we're testing, we're, we got marketing brochures, dealer shows, brand new, and just, uh, uh, it's all gone to shit. Everything's flushed down the toilet. 
Like, <laughs> like, like, what? But it's yeah, it's pretty much it's the way it, it is. Oh, uh, you know, like if I'm some Japanese OEM big boss and I'm just writing the check, I'm a, just a, I don't know much about the sport, but I'm looking at the balance ledgers. I'm just like, what are we doing? <laughs> why, why are we supporting this crazy sport? Is this death? Is this death cross? Or, or you know? And once again, it comes back to Phil. It always I was going to say, you actually got oh, Phil in on this broadcast somehow. He's uh, not even racing in America. No, no, we're going to miss no. Phil. We're gonna, do you, do you Will think, Phil still get a fill-in ride? Will he somehow <laughs> with six other dudes in front of him in line? <laughs> somehow. Do you think Feld runs a video like, oh, you got to know when to quit, man. And Phil, <laughs> it's with Phil. Get Carrie Hart on Phil. there. Yeah, it's Hart and Phil and Wyndham and Coy. Kenny Watson. <laughs> And Phil's just like, yeah, you got to know when to grace Canada. You got to know when to leave. <laughs> Goldie. <laughs> yeah. Oh, gosh. Do you think they do a little tribute video for Phil at all? A lot of people in Anaheim are going to be wondering where he is. A lot of fans. <laughs> Maybe they have the flag. They'll be like, is McGrath still champ? And where's the Phil guy? Right. <laughs> well, listen, there's going to be a lot of less throat slitting gestures this year. <laughs> be a lot less of those. <laughs> So, do you think if Hill or Reed goes down, do you think Phil will have a natural like muscle memory moment where he just starts <laughs> to look at his phone? Well, he did have that that he was drinking. Uh, what was he Heineken? He was a couple Heinekens deep when uh, Pike threw the haymakers at Freeze, yeah, and he said he, and he knew the and he stopped drinking on that Saturday night because he knew he'd, <laughs> he said he put down his Heineken and he was like, well, I guess I'll be getting the call. Put the beer down and went started washing riding gear. Yeah, exactly. Uh, that's a true story, though. He said that. He said he was watching at home. Yeah. He was like, well, yeah, time to stop drinking because I'll be that's testing awesome. testing Supercross on Monday. <laughs> so, um, so, okay. Um, do we have any favorites out of the Chiz, A-Ray, Bowers, Freeze, Bogle group? I'm I'm going big on freezing. Be in that group. Bogle won 450 races. I don't know, man. I I struggle to put him in that group, but I guess he should. Dude, yeah. I mean, his results haven't been good. I know, but he he won a race like a year ago. Boy, you want to talk about this 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 unknown quote unquote unknown move for Bogle? He's already good at starts. Yeah. Yeah. Oh boy. Yeah. And and, freeze will be good. Like. Off season, I think Freezy's had a really good off season, and oh, he's been on that bike for how long now? You know, is, he knows knows the drill. He should be a, gotta, he's a great just, starter too. That's got to hurt you, hurt you to no, say. No, I don't that. care. I'm long removed from all that. Okay, all right. Um, all right. He's so, been better too. To be fair, he has been better about his. You know, the the moves that I didn't like, he's he's really toned him down. He's got a party in Temecula shirt too. Yes, he does. Yes, he does. <laughs> well, whose code do you think he used? Uh, probably. Yeah, good point. I don't know. Yeah, probably not. Probably. probably. Wait, you did not send that to him. He bought that. No, his chick bought it. Just bought it. Oh my gosh, that's yeah. amazing. We we couldn't even pull our shit together enough to send him a free one. We're we're all just such, you know, so busy and whatever. We should have sent him one. It's a hundred percent. But yes. Um, yes. Uh, all right. So give me sleeper picks. Give Nate me Alexander. Give me surprises. Give me some disappointments. Give me, give me, give me some of that. What, what do we think? Hold on, Mathis. Yeah. Get your phone in front of you. Yeah. <laughs> Go to Instagram. Look at Koi Gibbs right now. I saw it, Phil. It's awesome. <laughs> Koi posts like three times a year, and I think two out of the three <laughs> posts are about Phil. 
Corey Gibbs. Even though he runs the whole freaking NASCAR team. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> He's got Kyle Busch. They're bringing Martin Truex over. Phil's not even part of the motocross effort, which is probably 8% of the entire JGR right. group. Right. But there's Coy making fun of Phil still. Yep. Awesome. Fantastic. <laughs> good to know. It's good. To, that guy does look like Phil. Oh. Um. All right. Okay. So sleepers. JT, go. Uh. For how how well do they need to do to qualify this? Oh, here we go. Here we go. Steve's sliding I'll, scale of sleepers. I'll let you know. Just you give me the guy, and I'll let you know. Oh, great. Um. I'll go. I'll start. Okay. Okay. Go ahead. My sleeper. I already said his name. It's Chiz. Chiz, like Chiz is gonna end up twelfth in points. Oh, that's wrong. You're wrong. Twelfth in points because and no. Are you saying higher, JT? <laughs> Please tell me you're not saying higher. No, he'll okay. be he'll be more like fifteen, sixteen. Okay. I, I just Chiz is gonna Chiz and he'll be in the mains. And he'll be consistently there. Have you looked at a list of riders? Do you think he's going to be twelfth? What did we just talk about halfway through the series when everyone's hurt? I, but he's not coming. I mean, he was hurt a whole year. A whole year. I mean, he was hurt well, a lot. He, he was raced, hurt a lot of last year. He raced the West Series. Right, which ended. He was hurt for a very long time. Well, I, okay. All right. Well, Chiz is my sleeper. He's going to okay. do better than all of you jerkies think he's going to do, and that's that's my scale. All right. I will go with crap. Weege, 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 everybody. Sleeper? Uh, my sleeper is going to be Benny Bloss, but some sort of gravitational magnetic field is preventing me from picking him mm-hmm. now. Um, so I will go with uh, Freezy. I think he's going to be better than people expect, which I think is the – I think that's what a sleeper is. I, I think. think. I don't know. He was 12th. And speaking of 12th, I think he was 12th last year in the points and right behind Mookie. Yeah, he was 12th. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. 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 I mean, Mookie's going to be really good, but he's not allowed to be a sleeper, right? Depends. Oh, gosh. I mean, do you think Mookie's going to be cons- – I think if you, Mookie, if you think Mookie's going to consistently be in the top 10, that would count as a sleeper. Really? Yeah. He's got to do better than that to be a sleeper. Huh? No. Mookie has to be getting top fives, I think, to be considered a sleeper. All right. JT. Yeah. I'll go Bowers. The Bear. The Bear. I'll yep. go the Bear. Okay. Uh, surprises. Who's going to surprise? Mm. Uh, I, mm, I think Mookie will. I think Mookie will, but I don't think he can count him as a sleeper. Does Mookie make a podium? Weech. Uh, yeah, I think he could. I do think he no, could. That would officially stamp it as a surprise. Yeah, it would. It would. Yeah. Yes. I'm going to go Roxon as my surprise. What? Yep. I think Roxon will be winning races in January, and I don't think most people are counting him as winning races in January because he hasn't uh, won a race in two years. I don't think that counts as a surprise. I really don't. A surprise? You don't yeah, think no. if he's leading the points leaving January, that's not a surprise? No. No. Leading the points? I'll give you that. I, w- I would Leading the points, yes. Okay. I think he's going to be much better than people are thinking he's going to be. All right. My surprise will, uh... yeah, I think it's Mookie. 
yeah, I think Mookie's going to be a, he's skinnier. The team is set. He's got his program set. He likes the bike. I heard a story of him showing up. Obviously, this is a biased source, but I heard a story of him showing up and running faster times than Seeley. Uh, Seeley had been on the track already a bunch, and Mookie's first day, he was faster than Cole. Um, so, yeah, I just kind of hear a lot of good buzz about him. Uh, the last two races in Europe didn't go well, but, uh, yeah. I like Mookie, too. I like Mookie. Do you guys ever talk to Mookie? Oh, he's awesome. I talked to him once. Oh, oh. yeah, you guys hated each other. You guys had beef. <laughs> That's not true. Yes, you had beef. Yep. Not true. Well, Mookie that still thinks true. you have beef, yep. And there's another unnamed rider, by the way, that also has beef with you, JT, but I'm not going to bring it up. But Oh, really? Yes, yes. I, I heard more beef about you and a guy. So. Oh, good. I welcome it. Um, Weege, uh, yeah, Mookie's fun to talk to. Yeah, he, dude, he is. I actually had to spend money and, and buy his dinner once um, because I was stalking the front gate of the stew compound. Huh. And then he came rolling out of there, and then I felt bad. And I was like, I'll take you guys to dinner. Sorry. I swear. And they're like, were you flying a drone over here earlier? And I said no. And then he confirmed with you that he thinks I was lying. Yep. He thinks I was flying a drone. Yep. Uh, so the least I could do is buy them some dinner. He, uh, oh, yeah, it was awesome. Yeah, he, was awesome. I hope he does well. I like him. He's a good yeah. dude. Um he was saying. What I'm saying is, if you look at his results, yeah. uh, the two previous seasons in 450s, I think his results will be a huge climb uh, for this year. He, so I think that constitutes a surprise. He uh, at Geneva, he was telling James stories, and they were they were good. I missed some of them because I got there late. But then at some point, he said to me, "Do you think my brother was better than Pastrana?" <laughs> and I'm, just, I'm, just like, I'm like, "What?" <laughs> I'm like, "Are you high? Are you drunk?" And he goes, "No, I'm not. All serious." You think my brother was better than Pastrana? At freestyle? <laughs> I don't know what he meant. Anything? I, I don't know. I'm just like, I'm like, yeah, he was. Pastrana was yeah, amazing. Yes, but but your brother he never he never won a 450 Supercross. I think <laughs> your brother has the edge. Slight, slight edge, Mook. This slight edge. He wins to zero. Right, right. What if James decides to change it up and shows up on an Indian bike next year and jumps all of Evil Ken Evil's biggest jumps? I mean, I'm there. Well, if he goes that route, maybe that's what like, he was hinting at. Oh, maybe. If anything like the jumps that Travis did, I think uh, there's about 150 people off the top of my head that could do it. <laughs> um, okay, so disappointments. Who's going to have a rougher? Who's going to have a rougher season than we think? It's the part where everybody gets in trouble all Ooh, the time. Yeah, yeah. And there's going to be more beef. Yeah, more beef. You, and, yeah, you know about this beef. I, I think um, everybody is pumped on the feel-good potential of Dean Wilson. He's been a privateer half the time, like the last couple of years, mm-hmm. so people really like him. Yep. Um, and people really want him to do awesome. Uh, but I don't know if people are going to get what they want. Okay. Yeah. Like, it would be awesome for him to get a podium. I don't know if it's going to happen. Right. That, right. That, well, that, okay, let me ask you this, yeah. Weech. So that, talking about Pulp Mex Fantasy, we yeah. were talking – so we, we make an all-star – Top eight riders are all-stars, so they don't count for double points, right? So we go into the race. We take the top eight in points, but for Anaheim 1, we need to come up with an eight, right? Mm -hmm. Some of us are saying that Dean needs to be in that all-star, and I'm I'm like, you're high. No, I don't think he is. I think... Right. Oh, man, I shouldn't say this right now. I'm going to get in so much trouble. But I think if you look at the results, you actually look at the results Dean has had the last few years. Compared to what people think he's doing, he's overrated. There it is. Oh, Jesus. 
Do you want me to? Edit I mean, that? I, that's that that that's a huge horrible. Did, didn't thing he get to a say. podium last year? Did he not get a podium? Yeah, I think he got one. Yeah. He got one, didn't he? Indy. Yeah. I think it was Indy. Yes, but and he got hurt at Anaheim one, so we maybe never got to see him in full swinging form. But in general, it's just been a long, 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 long time since we've seen any sort of really solid, consistent results from Dean. I'm talking years. So based on that, I cannot put him in the top eight right. in the Supercross world right now. Okay, That'd be awesome. But, um, I mean, I don't think he has the numbers to justify it. Right. When has been these seven, great seven races from Dean? Dude, we're waiting. Seventh in points and a podium last year. Seventh in points and a podium. Yep. One podium. Yep. Yep. Okay. Uh, JT, what do you think? This is tough because I don't think it really falls into your description of worse than people think, but I think it's going to be very difficult to replicate what Brayton did in 20, 2018. Oh. Oh. We just still there. <laughs> I know that. And, and I, I mean, like Justin, this is tough for me to say, like he's a, he wears fly. I'm friends with him, but you look at what he did, you know, he won triple crown, Gangbangs. He won two Daytona Supercross. He won. Yep. So that's that's going to be hard to do again. That's all I'm saying. So if you view that, <laughs> I mean, no, that doesn't no, really yeah, count. No. So you're saying he's not going to win a 450 man event again? I'm just saying that's hard to do the same thing. So I don't know. I don't know. We don't know what people expect out of other riders. I'm just saying if you look at the results for him to do that again, I think is unlikely. And I don't want Weech to hate me. Weech. No, dude, I'm totally with you on that. Like, that Daytona thing was, that's why everybody made such a big deal of it. Everybody knew that was a one-in-a-lifetime chance. Like, if he doesn't hold on to win that main event, that position probably will not materialize again. So, so yeah, I agree. If I said Reed was a disappointment because I said he's going to be seventh or eighth, that's because he thinks it's a disappointment? Does that count? Or no? Like, you're speaking in riddles. No, well, I'm so confused. Well, I don't even know. Okay, well, you guys said there's no way Chad thinks he's a seventh or eighth place guy. True. So that's what I'm saying he's going to be. So that's a disappointment. If he gets seventh or eighth in points, yes, that's a disappointment for him. Uh, I'm. I hate to say this, but I need to. You know, you guys. You know, I just call it like I see it, right? I mean that that's what I do, and I'm not always right. Humor, no. It's not. I'm not always right. I'm I'm wrong all a lot, but I call it like I see it. Friend or not, foe or not, I just think my buddy A-Ray is going to struggle. That's all. I mean, I don't even. Know, does it, I mean, I don't know if you guys count that because he's not a major player, but I don't even. I don't know how to quantify it. The only way I could see it being being struggle is if he doesn't qualify it, like yeah, you know, seventy or eighty percent. Right? Of the yeah, like he's back to the to the fat A-Ray. If he doesn't qualify a lot, I, then that's disappointment. That's, if, he, if he qualifies, then I think no, that's all yep. that really matters. Yep. That, no, exactly. No, he, if he qualifies, you know, that that's where he should be, right? Qualifying and then finishing, trying to finish near the top ten, right? Yeah, that, that's that, the line is qualifying right. or not. If, and, and, if, even if you crash out of the main event, you can leave and be like, all right. Right. Because you know, I've lived that life, you know. It's it's either in or out. Yeah. That's how you qualify success. I think I think he's going to have trouble qualifying. So, I I hate to say that it really. I don't know. Me. Yeah, I, I think I think his top end speed is pretty good. Mm-hmm. It's just going to be can he stay off the ground? How about those that race where he needed like two spots when, in a lap and a half to get in the main yeah, event? Yeah, Redbud. Well, there was that, and there was a Supercross race too where he needed 
and he absolutely almost killed himself. And he got and he got the two guys. He got the two spots he needed. So, um, all right. Anything else? Fly Racing Racer X podcast by Maxis and Alpine Stars. Uh, Four fifty Supercross preview. Wage. Let's do it. I can't wait to prove you guys wrong. Yes, I hope the people I doubted proved me wrong because that would be awesome, actually. Mm-hmm. Dean Wilson and Chad Reed doing well, good for the sport. Bad yeah. for me because I predicted otherwise, but there we go. And uh, oh, my also disappointment is is Phil. Phil's my other disappointment, just not being there. You're just disappointed well, that you're not. Gonna it's just it's just disappointing not have filled the races. It's not over yet. <laughs> okay, all right. You're gonna hold. Hey, he's a Yamaha team guy, right? He's on the Yamaha team. Yep. If Plessinger and Barsha go down, both. Yep. What happens? Or what if Maddie B goes down, which would not be unheard of? No, Maddie B has gotten hurt practicing <laughs> in ta- at previous times. Right, right. I, I think Still. it's no. I think it's over. I really do. I think I think it's done. Phil's, Phil's no more death cross for Phil. Phil's career has uh, the sun has set on Phil's death cross career. Oh. Imagine that moving to two fifties killed it. Wow, who 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 would ever thought that? Who would ever predicted that? <laughs> Imagine that. All right, everybody. Uh, Jason Thomas, Jason Wygant, thanks, boys. Appreciate it. And we're going to do 250s uh, real soon also. Thank you. All right, guys. See you. Yeah. Thanks for listening to the Fly Racing Steve Mathis Show. Don't forget to check out some of our past shows, including motocross legends such as The Bad Boy, Rick Johnson. I looked down and my hand was junk. I mean, yeah. it was sitting over to the side. The tendons were jerking in weird places. And my biggest disappointment with Danny Sorbeck is that he never said sorry. Because Danny and I were friends, and we've never talked since. Brian Lunis. Before the 500 event, Dave and I fly to Germany, go down to Stuttgart. There's this little shop out the back of the mall factory. We get our cylinders, take them back, and, you know, off we go. And, you know, we ran Nicosil Cylinders as a factory part for a handful of years before anybody ever saw it in production. Dave Arnold. And, and Magoo was all, you know how he did the big pancake thing? Right, and right. and he's got the thing, he's completely laying on the gas tank trying to miss his tree. I mean, he would have gone even harder, jumped farther if that tree hadn't have been, you know, yeah. if, if it hadn't have been there. The Hurricane, Bob Hanna. I love the guy. I don't dislike. I think he's the greatest competitor this sport ever had. That absolutely 100% in my mind. I firmly believe that statement I said about these modern-day guys in Switzerland or Holland or Belgium on 45 minutes on the same bike. You're not beating Roger. Are you crazy? They're not doing it. If they think they're so much better nowadays than they were in those days, they're fools. They're different bikes, different times. The Beast from the East, Damon Bradshaw. It got to the point where I didn't want to leave home. And once I got to the race, I wasn't into it. If I wasn't going to give 100%, I'm not going to take their money. The working class hero, Doug Henry. It was definitely an emotional moment for me, just thinking to myself, that's it, you know, and it's, it's amazing the stuff that goes through your head in a short amount of time of the things that, you know, that I was going to miss. The daughter, Ron Machine. Until you really open your ears and you want to listen to what they're saying, it's like beating a dead horse. I mean, and I know from personal experience, did anybody ever sit me down? Of course they did. Everybody did. Pro Circuits, Mitch Payton. There's two ways to make the money. One is you can sign for money, or two, you can earn the money. I'm a high believer in earning the money. I think they ride better when they earn the money. Seven-time Jeremy McGrath. 
I was so mad, like so disappointed and so frustrated that I had pulled kick and I left. Every point counts. I could kick myself to this day for not just riding around in tents. It's been no problem. My, my ego got in the way, you know? The O Show, Johnny Omar. Stuff that you could, you'd sit there if you didn't even want to ride it, you just wanted to just look at it all day. I mean, I got a chance to test all that. I like that era I was in, I really do. Search Pulp MX in the iTunes Store to enjoy these and over 800 great motocross podcasts. Hey.